Father God, we just thank you for um, your presence here with us today, God. We, we acknowledge you here that we're gathered in your name, and we just uh, claim that promise, God, that when two or three are gathered, you're here. And we ask, God, that you and your spirit guide uh, this class time, that you um, open our hearts to you, you soften our hearts to your Holy Spirit, that you just descend right now, God, and help us to hear what you want us to hear, to, to say what you want us to say, and whatever is not of you, God, that just falls away, Father. Um, guard our hearts and our tongues in that way, Father. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for making us your children through Jesus. Help us to know, um, to know that identity in you at our core, Father. We ask this your son Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so um, Jen taught last, last week, the author of the book. I hope you don't get whiplash this week from it being back to us. It's like she was such a great teacher, now it's us again. Um, but she has, she has uh, offered to come back again, so we're going to have her back later in the semester and maybe kind of recap, go into some more chapters. She's a, a great teacher and obviously you know, knows this very well. Um, so yeah, we want to start this week. We, I know we've said several times, you know, we're going we're gonna to make sure there's time to talk or make sure there's time for discussion. We haven't done that in the, in the first two weeks yet. So we kind of want to start this week with just letting you kind of debrief with each other, with us, uh, ask questions, talk about anything that's landed with you. Um, if you weren't here last week, um, Jen talked about chapter one, which is about connection with God. And I tried to recreate her drawings up here uh, that she had up there last week, but kind of you know, what we're made up of with, with our body, you know, being kind of our desires, our impulses, our soul, and she describes this, our soul as our mind, will, emotions, and our spirit being, you know, the core of who we are, and the importance of having this um, connection with the Lord in our spirit. You know, the idea that we've kind of given the Lord, we'll give him our, our mind, our, our logic, kind of that half of our mind, but we've, we've, maybe rarely given him the other half, our emotions, our imaginations, our feelings. We kind of held that part off. And so sometimes we walk around, you know, half-hearted, not giving him our whole heart, our whole selves. Um, and he wants all of that. He made those places. He wants to use those places. He wants to connect with us in those ways. He talked about the screens in our minds where we, where we can go and, and, and allow him to use those places in our minds. And, and also that we're all, you know, learning and building capacity in these areas. Um, so yeah, I just want to give a chance right now. Is there anything that, that resonated with you from last week? Anything that you had a question about? Anything that, that was hard? Or um, would, would anybody like, would be willing to share something that either last week or the week before when the Kegels and Bennett's were up here that you just want to, you'd like to share? Or something from the book that you've read too that you, that's kind of stood out to you and been helpful maybe? both teachers, so like wait time, wait time doesn't bother us. You don't scare us. One bit. Jenny and I weren't even here last week, and I'm feeling the need to answer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like silence. <laughs> I really like the exercise um, about uh, envisioning Psalm 23, mm-hmm. and like, because that got really visceral. In my, you know what I mean? I, I, it was like I felt wind. I felt, you know, and it wow. was, it was surprised by, I was surprised by how, like visceral that experience mm-hmm. was when I got that. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I really like hearing her um, talk about the left and right sides of the brain. Um, I definitely spend probably ninety-nine percent of my time in the left brain. And I feel like I do. And, and I 
that part was made by God and like giving them access to that. Um, that too. I think we also not just like reserve part of our um, senses for God, but like sometimes like our spaces too, like this is the only time or the only space where I can do that. And like this stuff has been on my mind too lately, but just like just more fluidity in general. Yeah. In, in my, my entire experience. Yeah. yeah Thank really you. Good. Yeah. Inviting him in throughout your day to all your thoughts and conversations. Yeah, is he's accessible throughout the day. Yeah, and kind of combining those two things, like even in prayer times with people, in prayer, freedom prayer sessions, it's kind of the, the goal is to establish kind of what you talked about, that kind of place you go with the Lord. And then we should encourage people like, you know, when you have five minutes in your office, just go back to that place with the Lord. Just like that's your space with him to connect, to reconnect, to get refreshed, refilled, you know, whatever he needs to do throughout the day in those places. Yeah, go ahead. Right, oh, I can be pretty, uh, very practical. Like I want, I can think, um, you know, that's all well and good, but like how? Yeah. Or like, what's the practical part? Yes. And so I appreciated her talking about, um, like, giving an example of, here's here's a turn on this music and think of it this way and inviting and the the diagrams and everything. I just really appreciated, um, kind of the practical, like you said, the everyday imagining, go back to the place, or like, here are the tools that you can use to tap into your spirit that can flow out through your body. That was I can totally relate to that. Yeah. I'm just such a practical person. I just didn't have a framework for it. How does this look? Just show me how. Yeah. yeah. And even that worship, that music too, she, it's William, William Augusto is the, is the artist who I think she uses a lot, and I've, even this week, just turning that on in my quiet time, just like, you know, kind of helps just like, even the mood, just the mood of like, you know, I'm talking to the Lord and connecting with Him, yeah. You came in late, we're, we're just kind of sharing anything that's, that resonated with you from last week or the first week, or you just kind of had on your heart that you wanted to share with the class, or you know, anything about kind of these first couple of chapters. so we didn't give you a chance to talk. <laughs> All right, we're gonna, we'll jump in then to chapters uh, uh, two and three. Um, and again, I would say, you know, if you're, I think we said, you know, we'd have handouts. We didn't have one this week. Um, I, you know, you don't, have to, you don't have to read the chapters every time. I'm going to kind of pull back from that and say, like, you'll get way more out of this class if you're, if you're following along, if you're reading the chapters. I noticed last week it seemed like a lot of the, the women were holding the book. They were coming in, you know, walking with it, you know, flipping the chapter. So I'm going to just say, guys, like, it's not just a women's study. Like, this is for us, too, okay? So if they've had the book all week I'm and you've <laughs> Right, it's not to everybody. It's a generalization. But if that is the case, like, I would encourage you men to get into this as well. Uh, just even going back through it for me has been so helpful uh, to kind of read through this and rethink through these things. Um, so, yeah, chapters two and three are about... Uh, the titles are, are Knowing God as Father and Experiencing God as Father. And I think it's important that Jen, I think she did it on purpose, she, she distinguished those two. Um, you know, knowing him, kind of the, the two sides of the brain, knowing him is one thing, experiencing him, living with him, you know, truly knowing in our heart him as Father is a different 
kind of level altogether. There's a phrase she used somewhere, um, you know, knowledge of God does not equal knowing God. Um, I, can, I can study about him all day long and, and really, maybe for a lifetime, not really connect with him the way he wants to. The scripture that, that comes up to me again and again when we kind of talk about this is that place where Jesus said, you diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you know me. These are the scriptures that point to me, yet you refuse to come to me and have life. Like, I don't even totally understand that, but there's just a place of coming to Jesus, maybe beyond scripture, not, not outside of scripture, but, but there's a way to come to him that he wants us to experience him, um, that, that I think he wants us to, to, to cultivate. And so we're going to do a little exercise. We're going to have a little, a little prayer exercise at the end also. But right now, if you would just humor me for a second, if you just close your eyes, and this is, this is sort of spiritual. Jen did some kind of non-spiritual ones at first last time. But close your eyes, and when I say the words, Father God, what comes to your mind? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? What image, what picture, what sense? When I say Father God. You don't have to sit too long, so open your eyes, and if, would somebody be willing to share kind of what comes to mind when you hear that phrase? And no right or wrong answers here. Yeah, old, dude with a, old dude with a beard, yeah. <laughs> old guy, yeah. I have a feeling of reverence, of like a, not a, like, oh, gotta be good, but just a, of a, Yeah, those words, yeah. Warm, intentional, not my dad. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. <laughs> just for the recording, you said warm, intentional, not my dad. That's, yeah, that's kind of the direction we're going to go here in a second. Anybody else be willing to share? I, just, I, thought, I saw it like a nondescript person, with a male, <laughs> with uh, kind of a come-to-me vibe and like knee, on, like sit on my knee. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah, falling. that's really good, yeah. Yeah, I got this kind of old man, Father God, but I'm a child. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Anybody else? One more or two more? Since I've been a kid, I have always had this just one image of God the Father, and it was not when I knew Jesus, but that consistently just popped in my mind. Oh, that's neat. I could probably paint it. Oh, cool. Is that something you go to often, or is it just like when you when you hear that, it's just like I know, that's what it just comes when you to mind. Ask the question. Yeah. Popped yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, God knows how to relate to us, and He'll often, I think, use things that are familiar. You know, an old man with a beard. I was you know, think about this question and, and what we picture when we picture Father God. I was praying with a man in a freedom prayer time recently, and just when we said you know, when we had him draw near to the Lord, he you know he was like kind of a little huh, and what came to his mind was a picture of his grandfather. He never knew his grandfather, but it was just like that was the sense of, that he got from God, just that, that warmth, that, what that relationship would have been like. Um, so God knows how to relate to us. And if, if just now, if like blank was your answer or like uh, nothing was your answer, like that's okay too. Don't think you're messed up or doing this wrong if, if kind of nothing came to mind just then as we did that. Um, in prayer times, again, sometimes people will, when we ask that question, you know, picture Father God or, or what does it look like for you to draw near to God? It'll sometimes be this kind of stoic image of like, almost like the Abraham Lincoln Memorial of like on a throne, kind of staring straight ahead, unfeeling. Like it's a common, common kind of uh, 
image that comes to mind. And um, you ask the person, you know, where are you in relation to that? It's like, oh, it's like 100 yards away. Like, it's just kind of out there, this, this, this image of God. Um, it often is in a prayer time, it's blank. It's like, you know, nothing, nothing comes to mind when I say Father God. And so you know, the goal is, and our, our thinking is in a prayer time, you know, that's not how you were created to be. God didn't give you this kind of stoic image of himself as a baby and say, you know, good luck figuring that out. Like, let's see if you can get through the maze to get close to me. Um, something in your life created that. So even just now, if you thought of Father God, like what came to mind was, you know, not my dad. Like, there's a, there's a point in time when, when beliefs about God that aren't true come into our life. And kind of unknowingly sometimes we latch on to those, we, we believe those, we live out of those often not even knowing it. And what it does is just keeps us at a distance from God. It keeps us from going to that place with the Lord. He wants us to go to that, that inner place in our spirit, that inner room. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, we know in our minds, you know, yeah, he's my father. I even pray, Father God, but do I have that, that close connection with him where he has access to restore me and give me what I need in, the, in prayer times? Um, I think about my, my daughters who, when I get home, and probably some of you dads as well too, when you get home from work and, you know, them, them running up to you, you know, screaming daddy. One of mine especially just screams daddy and runs and jumps in my arms. And just, you know, do I have that kind of feeling about going to meet, meet with the Lord? And to be honest, you know, not, no, not always. Um, but I think that's kind of the, the connection he wants with us. Jesus, you know, as, as Josh prays every Sunday, um, when he's teaching how to pray, he says, you know, Pray to our Father. Uh, that's what he, what he wants to be called. There's probably you know there's a million titles God could be called, Creator, you know, yes, Judge, but but Jesus says, call him Father. That's how he wants to be known. And I think in the book, or maybe Jen even said it last week, but just sometimes even starting a prayer time, you know, with saying our Father out loud, you know, over and over again, our Father, our Father, until your head and your and your heart line up with what your spirit knows. You know, that's, that piece of us inside of us knows and cries out, Abba, Father. But sometimes my head and my heart, you know, it takes, it takes some repetition to, to like get everybody lined up, get everything lined up in me, calling God our Father. Um, in Matthew 6, 6, Jesus, as he's teaching to pray again, he says, when you pray, go into your closet, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret, secret will reward you. And again, these are all ideas coming from chapters uh, 2 and 3. But just that idea, again, of calling him father, of going to him as father. And that word, Jim mentions in the, in the chapters, that word reward is like recompense, uh, of getting back something that you need. Uh, not like, you know, here's a piece of candy you came and prayed to me. Good job. Here's a little bonus for you. You can have a good day today. But here, here's what you actually need. Come and get refilled. Come and get refreshed. Like, like, I know you need this. You need this closeness with me to get restored, to have your heart cleansed again. And I want to do that. There's an interaction there where I want to I refresh and refill you and give you what you actually need. And so, you know, in thinking about God as Father, you know, Satan, of course, wants to distort this. And, and often he starts at a young age that, you know, maybe it is your, your earthly dad who, who was a certain way and it just made you put things on God that he never wanted you to have. Or maybe it wasn't your dad. Maybe it was, you know, a teacher or a coach. Somebody that, that treated you a certain way, you know, maybe unknowingly or maybe intentionally. Um, but it made you believe something about God that's not true. And Satan just wants to just plant that lie and, and have you begin 
to live out of that? Have you begin to just believe that and keep you at a distance from God or keep this kind of barrier with God where I don't go to him the way I'm supposed to because I think he's, he's angry or I think he's, he's not going to respond. He's going to be distant. He's too busy for me. You know, whatever it is, that lie that Satan would like to just perpetuate about, about who God isn't as Father. And so, in thinking about that, I'm going to pause the recording here in a second. Hopefully you'll, you'll share, maybe if the recording stopped a little bit. But um, I just want you to think about, like, ways that our earthly fathers might make us believe something about God that's not true. And I'll, I'll share a couple. I'll share one first. Reed will share one. And if you just kind of, something comes to your mind, it doesn't have to be your story. Uh, it could be if you wanted to, but just, you know, a way that our earthly dad might have acted to us and what we might put on God because of that. So I'll stop the recording here. Sorry. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to have a little bit of prayer time right now. I'm going to put that same artist on right now with the music. And uh, this is just between you and the Lord. Uh, we're going to just kind of do an exchange here. Maybe if something came up with you, a uh, belief you have, maybe about from your father. We're just going to kind of do an exchange with God right now. I'm just kind of give you language for that, uh, kind of help us all practice with this. Um, so if you wouldn't, if you would humor me, just close your eyes. Yeah, so as we're, as we're just sitting here again, you know, here, here in the Lord's name as a class and just knowing that He's here, that two, where two or three are gathered, that He's there. And just beginning again to kind of picture Father God. And just begin to draw near to Him you're mindful of that scripture that says when we draw near to him, he draws near to us. You know, that we don't have to make it happen. He says, I draw near to you. That's what we're doing now, just drawing near to a good father. A good father who knows, who knows the timeline of our lives. So just kind of get him, ask him for a sense of what does it look like to be near you, Father? What does it look like to connect with you as my Father? And as you sit with your Father, just ask him, ask him the question, Father, are there any lies that I'm believing about you? Are there any lies that I live out of, maybe because of how my dad was to me? Ask, ask him to name the lie. You know, even a minute ago, as we were trying to think of what it is, just ask God, would you name the lie, Father? The lie that I believe about you, would you show that to me? Maybe that's that, that you're distant. 
you're, you're unfeeling. Maybe it's maybe it feels to me, even if I know in my head it's not true, maybe if it, it feels to me like you really don't care about the details of my life. Maybe I think of you as, as judge or I'm, I'm scared about coming to you with what's really on my heart. I know you're good but I don't bring my whole self to you because I'm not sure you're safe I don't know how you'll react if I admit what I truly need from you God, God knows what the lie is. Even if we have trouble putting words to it, He knows what it is. So just kind of as He brings that to the surface, you know, a place where, where part of us believes something false about Him, just tell Him in your heart, just, I don't want to believe that anymore about you. <coughs> Just tell him, I renounce my belief in that lie. I've lived out of it. It's caused me to, to keep you at a distance. It's caused me to not, to not run to you like a, like a child should to a father. I don't want to do that anymore. So today, God, I renounce my belief in that lie. I declare today it no longer drives my relationship with you. Send that lie away in the name of Jesus. And God's a good father, a perfect father who, who doesn't leave us empty. And that, that belief held a place inside of us. It occupied, it occupied territory inside of us. And as God removes that, He doesn't leave that space empty. So just ask Him, ask Him now again, a good Father who knows what we need, who wants to give us that recompense, that reward for getting close to Him, to refill us with what we need. Just ask Him, Father, is there any truth about You that You want to put in that place?
Would you show me or tell me or give me a sense what's true about you in the place where I believe that lie? yourself, God. You don't make us run through a maze to get to you, to, to know truth about you. So just fill, would you fill that place with your truth about who you are, God? Maybe it's how he sees you. Maybe that unlike your earthly dad, God wants to show you how he relates to you. What he thinks of you. Just ask him that, Father. What are your thoughts about me? And then just receive that from him. Just tell him, Father, I receive your truth about me. I receive your truth about who you say you are. God, regardless of my earthly dad, I receive what you say is true. <clears throat> I'm just asking God, would you, would you guard that truth would you sink that truth deep inside my spirit so that I live out of that truth about you? Would that new truth about you be like a fountain in my spirit that just feeds the parts of me that need that restoration, need that healing? Just tell him thank you. Thank you that you know what I need. Yeah, so as you're sitting there with the Lord, just kind of getting that space again with Him as Father God. Just rest there, rest there with him. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes.